Welcome to the Servo Show, Cameron. Thanks, bro. Cameron Bostock. That's me. So, Cameron Bostock, uh, how's things? Yeah, I'm good, man. Good. Keeping good? busy, loving life uh, currently, which is really good. Following my passions, yep. which, uh, which has been been a journey over the last year or so. But um, yeah, I do uh, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram, and um, I love the outdoors, so... Begin to hiking and uh, trail running, climb mountains, basically anything outdoors. I'm getting into into snorkeling and bouldering and all kinds of stuff these days. But um, I like being outside and I really enjoy creating videos. And uh, very recently started taking photos. Got my first uh, first proper camera recently, nice. which is exciting. Um, not very good at it yet, but uh, it's been a fun journey, man. <laughs> So an all-round adventurer that has become a creator to document his adventures. Yeah. In one sentence. And uh, how long have you been doing this for? I've been uh, I've been getting outside and, and doing this kind of thing and hiking for, for pretty much my whole life. Um, when I was like five years old, my whole family did like a road trip around Australia in a, in a big bus and we just like lived it up and just enjoyed it ever since. Had fires, and I think that's probably what got me. Yeah, got me into it. That that bit of a bit of a seed, um, but probably, I reckon my early teenage years, I was a bit uh, more onto the the gaming and computer and nerdy side of things. And yep. and I think maybe as I grew up a bit, kind of realized my true love with with the outdoors and stuff. And so, probably from sixteen till now, I've been loving that. And um, only the last couple of years, realized that uh, I enjoyed. I really enjoyed sharing my my adventures and, and, and inspiring people to get out and do the same and that kind of thing. And so um, I, I love creating and shooting and editing just as much now as uh, the actual adventures. So. Yeah. And what were you doing before that, like before you started to take this more seriously? Yeah, so I've only been, I've only been really doing this um, full-time, so to speak, for about six months, um, making videos for a couple couple years just on the side, learning as I go, but... Um, yeah, I worked in social work and disability care for a, for a couple of years, and um, me and my wife actually lived in Tokyo before COVID hit, so we were there for about a year or so, and I was working in the gym over there. And you ran back here. Ran back here. Nice. Ran and swam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we actually um, we actually forced back home due to COVID, so we um, yeah had to kind of pick up we had an apartment and a whole life set up over there my wife was studying at a language school learning learning japanese and um yeah kind of yeah covid threw a bit of a screwdriver in the, yeah. in the works but um and how do you see that as a positive it was definitely a positive um coming back to australia for one because of, of how safe and yeah. free we, we are over here yeah. in this crisis i mean I actually don't think there's a better place in the world than Western Australia specifically to be, um, especially for someone who loves the outdoors because we have – our state is bigger than most countries, for one. <laughs> um, there's such a diversity of landscapes and so much to do here that, you know, even being stuck within WA, it's like – Okay, I whatever. Could, I, could, I, could, I could explore WA for the next 10 years and never yeah. fin finish it's like being grounded. It. It's like being grounded in your room 
but you still have the PlayStation, the Xbox, the PC, you can still play. Exactly right. You still have the internet, you still got the Wi-Fi password. Yeah, some people are probably stoked to be into lockdown for that exact reason. <laughs> yes, I have my games, but um, yeah, so it just just that, that sense of safety being forced back home was a good thing. And yeah. Um, also, yeah, like it's kind of pushed me in the direction of creating full-time and actually following my passions a bit more because I lost my job that I had over there, lost... What were you doing over there? I was working like a gym, um, a gym where I uh, taught kids and teenagers kind of Amazing. exercise and, and also English at the same time. So it was kind of a multi-faceted job. Are um, you fluent with Japanese? Uh, no. No? You can say hello, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just had to travel around with my wife because she's, um, she's, yeah, she's at least conversational at this point. So Whose idea was it to go to Japan in the first place? It was, it was my wife's. I was actually yeah. very against, against the Ooh. idea. Okay. <laughs> I think I was... It was. It's a massive move, actually, moving country, especially to a country that you can't speak the language, you don't know anything about. And um, my wife was just. She's always been big into anime, Japanese culture, yeah. Japanese language. Her dream was always to live there one day. So she actually moved over um, by herself for a few months to kind of test the waters. And uh, she she was at home, and so I went and joined her. And, and nice. uh, we're there for another Shout year. Shout outs to you for so, doing yeah. that. But then obviously fate came in and said, no, nah, yeah. back to Australia, you come. What is she doing now? Uh, she works in a cake shop. So she does you know, she's a bit of barista and baking and that kind of thing. Um, She'd yes. rather be in Japan though, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Did yeah. it grow on you when you were there? Oh, dude, I miss it. You do? I'd go back in an instant. So for someone that was against it, you actually, it was actually a good idea? For sure, man. Yeah. It's the best thing I've ever done. Um, you've been to you've been to Japan. I've been to Japan. You know how beautiful it is. Niseko. I've only been there during the winter. Yeah, it was twenty twenty, no twenty no twenty nineteen, and yeah, we went snowboarding, and yeah. I was keen to go every year. Mm-hmm. We were going to have a break for twenty twenty to just save. Yeah, and then now I'm like, I've got the money. I can. Oh, it's it kills me not being able to go. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I could go tomorrow, but I know the feeling. And then yeah. just. I've always wanted to experience it during like the cherry blossom season. Yeah, spring, yeah. spring's unreal. Yeah, and I actually wanted to go to the Olympics last year, mm-hmm. my first ever Olympics. But yeah, so not to be, but uh, yeah, Japan. Japan is one of the top three countries I want to go visit once we're allowed to mm-hmm. head off and 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 uh, go there. But um, what about you? Where's your first place? I mean, I know you're a big fan of WA. Yeah. I reckon, you, I reckon you'll end up being the um, WA tourism, like, uh, poster boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. I reckon it can happen. Dream. That's the dream, man. That'd be honestly, cool. That'd honestly. Be cool. Like, um, having practiced what you love doing with your videos. Yeah. Um, and just doing it because you love doing it and knowing so much about WA. Like, I've learned so much shit about WA, and especially in around Perth, like, Away from your videos, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that place." Yeah. And then I'm like looking, I'm like, "Oh, this is where you go." Yeah, you know, I love I love going outdoors as well. Um, my wife would be like, "Now you're working too much." I'm like, "I know, I need to go out outside more." Yeah. I'm a big fan of winter though, uh, and not because the time I have has to, come. Yeah, the, I'm not not because I can sit there, but the I feel like the earth is more alive during winter. It is in Perth, especially. Yeah. In summer, like, it's all dead. <laughs> like going like Bell's Rapids and um, yeah. all the falls. Um, you, yeah. you, you name all of them off by heart. I'm just 
making stuff up as I go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember like taking long exposures from from all the, the rivers and the creeks. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. And then going down south to like Denmark and there's places down there that w- you would stop over just be like, oh, what's this spot? And then you go under the bridge and walk down. Um, I forget the place. Uh, oh, it's like near Denmark, but yeah, it's like this bridge you cross and yeah. then you it looked like a real cool river. Yeah. So we went down there and we walked all the way along the river and it was like beautiful, untouched, no one's around and yeah. the only thing was the flies and that's another reason why I love winter. There's no fucking flies. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's um, yeah, good. We, we don't tell people about the flies. No, no. <laughs> WA's awesome. Oh, it's flies. terrible with the flies. Yeah, man. It's um, where is, uh, where's your favourite place to go in WA? Uh, for sure, it's so far the Sterling Ranges. Sterling Ranges, yeah, down near Albany. Um, I love my favorite thing is is mountains, climbing mountains, and uh, Bluffnell, Bluffnell, and and all the yeah. other peaks there. Yeah, and and we don't have many mountains in WA. It's kind of our only real mountain range, and they're tiny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on the you know when you compare it to to most places anyway, but um, I still love it. It's, yeah. it's, it's unreal down there. I reckon but, a boys trip to Bluffnell will be good. I'm, I've never been. You've oh, gosh. surprising. Yes, I, I'm down, man. He his his head twisted for everybody that's listening who can't see. He was cringing. But yeah, I've, I get that a lot, man. Really man. Like go. people, so many people don't even know it exists, yeah. and, and let alone haven't been there. Yeah, and it's just like it's sensational. I think I'm the only person in my like photography squad, the original photography squad. We started hanging out that hasn't been there. Yeah, I've just they've they've invited me a couple of times, but every time I've just been yeah. something on. So I think it's time. When's the best time of year to go? You're going to say all year, but like, I mean winter's awesome. Yeah, because it's going to be the the most lush and like on Bluff and all. There's like a, a a stream and a bit of a waterfall. Yeah, that kind of comes out of the summit. I heard so, someone I heard someone died like a like a, a year ago or two years ago. Some some photographer yeah, guy. Yeah, it, it does happen. The the top is kind of sketchy because it's just a massive cliff face. Yeah, and um. You know, you kind of the, the place where you, you you summit is a massive drop, and if you slip off that, you're going to die. Yeah, um, there's no rail, railing or anything. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, if you're sensible, you're going to be fine. But yeah. uh, I think a couple of people have had a, an accident or yeah. or whatnot. Just don't be um, an idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't be standing uh, uh, along the cliff, um, flying your drone, looking at your phone, and then just losing your footing. Yes. What's uh, what's the total trek um, from the the base to the top? So it's uh, one or an way, average human being, not like, a cam. Like time-wise, yeah, yeah. You're gonna, it's probably going to take like ninety minutes to two really? hours. It's it's not too bad. That's nice. I like I yeah. like hiking. It's I only like, it's only about three kilometers, so it's yeah. not it's not far. Um, you got a bit of a, you know, you're climbing uphill, but um, it's yeah. it's doable, which is good. Fit, yeah. Fitness level wise, what do you need to be at? Um, you know, you could smash it, mate. Me, yeah, <laughs> easy. My, my own fit. <laughs> you'd probably like you'd probably take like two, two steps, steps to get up. Yeah. <laughs> But Fair enough. No, you, I've seen eighty-year-olds do it. Yeah, you know, you know, it's not, it's not like one of those. It's not like you know something in the Himalayas yeah, yeah, or something yeah. that's, that's it's not Kilimanjaro. That's you know only for a select few. Um, <clears throat> pretty much anyone can do it. You know, if you're relatively fit. Yeah, you know, you've had some experience hiking before, or whatnot. Yeah, I've had, I've seen a few of your pieces of content where the clouds are kind of like a blanket over the top. Yeah, that's when I want to go. Is that predictable? It's not. It's not really predictable. It's just luck. It's pretty rare. That yeah. I had one last year um, that was just next level. Um, 
between the sunrise being unreal and the clouds just endless clouds just coming over the summer it was it was a pretty special morning i've seen it happen a few times similar to that you know on posts and stuff but um definitely not predictable yeah you, you want to go when there's clouds so you know you can predict when there's going to be clouds yeah, there's by looking a better at reports, chance but yeah. most of the time it's not gonna be that exact height and temperature and that's when you become addicted to going there to yeah you know hopefully yeah snag it yeah what was it like do. getting to the top and seeing that for the first time Dude, that's one that's the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life i was in awe bro it was insane i was filming a video at the time i definitely didn't film enough of it because i was just like standing on the edge like how is this even real <laughs> if you haven't seen it just yeah it's better than it's better in person of course of course Better than watching people it, play video games. In on the Fortnite. video, it looks next level, but yeah. in person, it was just on another level. Yeah, um, yeah, that was cool, man. Those are the, the moments you live for. Yeah, <laughs> when you're of adventuring, those super rare, like spectacular moments. Yeah. I was born in um, Kyrgyzstan in the mount, uh, and I lived in the mountains. Yeah. So hiking was natural. We would hike for hours, like for, awesome. de- for days. Wow. And we would go out to the fields to get the mushrooms, like. The, not the magic mushrooms, like the edible ones. Yeah. And we would go, and there'd be bears and shit around. Damn. We'd find rivers and we'd be fishing and, like, the stuff that Generation Z wouldn't really experience yeah. that much anymore. Mm-hmm. They're all about their online world. So it's, it's, a, bit of a, it's a bit of a bummer. Um, are you Gen Y? Are you a millennial? What's the cutoff? I don't even know. I think the cutoff is nineteen ninety six. I was born in ninety six. So Ooh, yeah. March, nah, so you pass. Know. Nah, you pass. You're you're Jeff. You're, you're more Gen Y. Okay. You can. <laughs> it, it, I, I I reckon. Yeah. So I don't know exactly the dates, but I I always thought that anyone from two thousand onwards was okay. Um, Gen Z. So let's just pretend that's the that's sure. the one. Yeah. The the next generation, by the way, is called Generation Alpha. So they're starting again. Who name Who names this? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Who who started at Generation um, X? Like after the baby boomers, it was Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z. You know, okay. X, Y, Z. Just started A. Start again. Had a bit more leeway. Right. Yeah. But uh, apparently, the Generation Z is the baby, like the new baby boomers, because they're going to be the revolutionary sort of people. Okay. Because back when baby boomers were like in the fifties, yeah, you didn't, you couldn't have a microwave, you couldn't have a washing machine, you had to do it all by hand and, you know, make fires and stuff. And that was the generation that kind of mm. created those machines where it was innovation, yeah. innovational and you can do it from home. Uh, and now these kids, they're, they're, in, they're in school on their phones, they're at lunch on their iPads and they get home, they're always online, always online. They don't have any interaction with the real world. I mean, more for us, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the online world gets so hectic, so toxic as well. It's crazy, man. All you have to do is go out, go for a walk for an hour without your phone and just... You'll feel it. And you'll start to, like, notice your your thoughts. Your own thoughts become your own thoughts. Yep. Um, That's it. You don't have someone else in your brain going, oh, I have to reply to this person. Or this person commented about my video saying that I suck. It's just you and the nature. That's how you reset. What's that like for you? Man, you, you nailed it, man. That's that's why I love the outdoors. It's just, and I do a lot of my travel and a lot of my hiking solo, probably probably majority, um, just because it's it is a, it's, I'd say it's another world, but that's that's the real world. I mean, being inside isn't is is another world that's probably not the most beneficial, but 
um, being out there for me, it's just it's so peaceful. As you said, you, you're you're with yourself. You know, you're you're present. You have your own thoughts. There's no other external factors. Even even being in the city when you're not necessarily around people, it's it's just not it's not it's not the natural state. I don't think so. Yeah, being yeah, yeah. being out there. Being able to experience and and breathe in the fresh air, it's. I mean, I think breathing in fresh air from nature. There's trees all around. Oh you, yeah, that's something. That's something in itself. The endorphins that brings mm. and stuff like that. That smell. Yeah, it's something else, and it is a bit sad, man. That some people would literally never experience that. Yeah, um, that's that's a big reason I, I like to share what I do and um, why I love getting messages saying like, "Man, you inspired me to go out hiking for the first time." How or, good does that feel when dude, you get a message? When you get a message that you've inspired someone yeah. from what you do every day? Yeah, it's it. That's that's my thing. That's like my favorite thing in terms yeah. of like money can't experience that. Money Absolutely. can't buy that experience. Mm-hmm. It's just you doing your thing and, and sharing it, documenting it. Yeah. Um, and then recently you had some success with social media where you had a couple of real serious viral reels mm, yeah. go across that um, Bruno Mars trend with the globe. Yes, uh, the trend. That was so cool. How did, how did that change your kind of process? Um, so for everybody at home on, on, uh, on Instagram, there's a, uh, there's uh, on TikTok actually, it's probably where the trend started. You start on Google maps and you pick a spot and, uh, yeah, it does like this little spin around on Google, Google earth actually. Yeah. yeah. Google earth. And then it zooms in and kind of like pans around the pin spot and it's a really shitty 3d version of the location. And then in tune with the song, it changes to the footage that you took with your drone Hmm. and it was really cool. And then yours had so many views and your, uh, your presence online exploded. So how did, how did that change in the last month for you? What, what has that given you provided you? Yeah, it's, it's been pretty wild actually. Um, I was, I always try and adapt my kind of content to whatever's trending. I think that's important way to grow and reach more people. Um, I love, I love posting like consistent content that isn't necessarily vile or trending or just going for the views, but, um, you do your own thing. You do your own thing. Yeah. yeah but, uh, you know, when something hits like that, you know, you jump on it. So yeah, I was lucky to get on early on that trend actually on TikTok, and then it did pretty well on TikTok. And I was, I usually just post my good TikToks <laughs> onto reels yeah. and it just did 10 times better on reels. I was like, this is crazy. So I milked that for all it was worth. Yeah, but, that um, was awesome. yeah, man, like it's, it expanded my audience on Instagram. Like, threefold yeah crazy like crazy growth in a couple of weeks and what did that mean with brands and stuff did you notice that you were getting yeah. hit up yeah for sure i was starting to see um a few few different brands and tourism stuff uh, interested previously but you know i think hitting the five digits you know over 10k and then yeah. going the swipe on from up there feature and all that stuff. I, think, I think it's a bit of a breaking point so recently had an you know, influx of um people reaching out to me, which is good because, I mean, I'm trying to, to make this into a career. And yeah. so um, I do it for the passion and I do it full-time already, like doing crazy hours every week. But um, at some point I'm going to have to start bringing in a bit of money. So it's been really yeah. exciting having a bit more opportunity to to hopefully work with some brands that I already love, which is, I think that's the best thing. That's the secret. That's Yeah. That's, that's the secret. Yeah. Making sure you work with brands you already love because yeah. you'll get brands out there that will come to you who are, you know, maybe startups or don't align with you that, yeah. you know, push you some cash and you're just like, oh, I don't know. You yeah. Know? 
I've, I've had I've had plenty of that, and yeah. I, for me, the most important thing to me is like having a trust with my audience. So yeah, having that sure. relationship, I I love meeting individuals out mm. of the thousands of people that follow me and and have like those those connections. And so for me, anything that I was I was going to push was always going to be something that I was passionate about. Would be happy to actually yeah. recommend, regardless of getting paid. So I've had to. I, I mean, I've turned down heaps of <laughs> of crap. Yeah, that's you come have my to. way for sure, which I'm sure you, you've done the same. Um, I mean, for me, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's come about and, and like I get absence things that hit me up and I'm like, this isn't me, you know, I'm not doing this. I don't wear jewelry. The amount of jewelry. (laughs) It's crazy. Oh man. But my dream, my dream outdoor brand (laughs) is, um, Yeti. Have you heard of Yeti? Uh, yes. Yeti would be like, I've hit them up like personally, just Mm -hmm. like, Hey, keen to work with you if you can. And they're like. We'll, we'll let you know one day. So I planted the seed. Nice. And then I remember like years ago when I started getting into photography and started shooting pa- like pas- uh, fashion stuff, um, I was like, uh, uh, and I was wearing plus two. I'm wearing it right now. Plus two, shout outs. Um, it's for tall people, right? Tall, okay. tall, taller, longer clothing. Yeah. And I discovered them like five years ago, six years ago. And I messaged him saying, hey, I, I do a bit of photography are you keen on doing like a collaboration or whatever? And this was when I was like hell new into it. Yeah, yeah. And they um, they were like, send us a video of yourself. Tell us about yourself. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'll do that. But I never did it. And then I was like, oh, well, that's shows how, how interested I am in doing that. And then recently, more recently, I did it with, after I had a bit of TikTok following, I did it again. And they said the same thing. And I'm like, oh, Oh, okay, I'll do it this time. I'll do it this time. But then again, never kind of got around to it because <laughs> yeah. like my wedding stuff was starting to pick up. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send them my TikTok account and show them. And then that's when it happened. They were like, oh, wow. Yeah, awesome. You actually have some good content. We'll send you out a box of clothes. And then, yeah, go for it. You pick out what you want. And, you beat. and then the best thing was when I posted the videos, um, they did so well, mm. which is like, like a social proof, like you did it. Yeah. So now we're talking a bit more and that's how you do it. That's how you start it. Yeah. So whatever you do with, with whatever brand you want to work with, you just create that content and just do it for fun. Yeah. And like kind of without, without obviously making into an ad, that's the hard bit. Yeah. It's like pop sockets um, on the back of the phone. They hit me up. Okay. And I was like, I'll do it. I do use your product, but I only really use the pop socket part. I don't really use the other stuff. And then I was like, hang on, I've got one on my computer that I mount it without the tripod. Okay. I was like, I wouldn't mind that one. So I gave them a pitch of three different video ideas. They loved it. And they were like, yeah, sweet, we'll send you the content. I'm like, but I'm not doing it for just stuff. I need it. This is my fee. Yeah. They left it for two months and then they said, yeah, we're keen. I was wow. like, cool. But by then, I think my rates had already doubled, but I already committed to it. Yeah. So whatever, um, and this is for you and anyone listening, um, it's play with things that you like already Yeah. and and do it from there because you become a marketable thing. People come, uh, come and see you eventually. Like WA Tourism Board, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. And, um, and then – Whilst you're adding skills with your f- camera, learning how to photograph a bit better, yes. and then fine tuning your content video of, of video, 
It's going to be like, yep, we need this guy. This guy is going to be our, let's give him a, a pimped out van or something and get him going. It's the dream, bro. It's the dream, right? It's the dream. It's the dream. Yeah, I'm no. working with um, tiny homes, tiny van homes. They okay. deck out, they pimp out, um, you know those yellow school buses in America? Yeah, yeah. They get those and then they pimp them out into homes. That's awesome. And we had a, an hour meeting with them, with uh, the whole marketing crew, and I was teaching them all the insights of TikTok. And they came back to me and said, we wish you were here. We would give you one of these to just travel around America. No and I was like, oh, my God. And I was like. I'll hold you to that. I'll be in America like, next year. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Sabine, Sabine, look at this. Look yeah, at this. wow. So, yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's come from Clubhouse, right? Yeah, cool. Clubhouse was, they were just in a room and I was in a marketing room doing what I do, talking about what I talk about. And they hit me up. They're like, yep, we need, we need your help. So good. So, you know, and helping other people for without any expectations as well. Yeah. I mean, you're all about that too. Absolutely. So um, going back to your uh, your adventure, um, how? firstly, for the audience, how old are you now? I'm 25. 25. Yep. I love Just that. I'm 25, yeah. Back it, oh mate! Mm. I would swap places with you just to have an extra five years. It's like being yeah. thirty. I don't feel old, but the time, mm. like I call, I, I coined up a term this morning for with Sabine, the wife. I said to her, "You know, money isn't what it is. It's just a token for time. Mm-hmm. You've spent time accumulating money. It's it's like a a physical version of time." Yeah. My stepdad. I really have a never really had a good relationship with him. Um, it wasn't a negative one either. Um, just not really a relationship. Yeah. The one thing I remember he taught me was, uh, whenever you buy something, think about how long it would take you to earn it with money. Yeah, I've, like, heard, I've heard that. Yeah. Right. And that stuck with me. You're forever. pretty powerful thinking thinking about it actually. Yeah. 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 So like, if someone goes, "Hey, can you do this for me for fifty bucks?" I don't think about the fifty dollars. I think about how much time yeah. it's going to take me to to do that to earn the fifty dollars. Or when I go buy something, they're like, "Oh, it's going to cost me fifty bucks." I look back and be like, "How long will it take me to make fifty dollars? Mm. And is that time worth it for this product?" Yeah. And now I'm at a point, semi spiritual point, where I'm like, "Is this going to get me more?" Of what I w- where I want to get to, like mm-hmm. investing in myself, yeah, like camera gear, all of that, you know, doing podcasts and stuff. It's fun, yeah. So time doesn't really matter, but it also has that opportunity to get me somewhere else, closer to wherever I want to get to. Most of the time, I'm just winging it. But like, if like uh, everyone's saying, Seb, you should get the virtual reality Oculus Rift, or whatever you call it, oh yeah, for the gaming, which I've got a gaming PC set up. Yeah, but I'm like, it's Twitch 600 bucks. I mean, I can afford that right now. But 600 bucks, how many hours will that take me to make? Yeah. And will it propel me further? The answer is yes, because I reckon I can make some funny content. For sure, I'd be sick. But will it, you know, something on the, like, yeah. in the, on the cards? It's just, yeah, something just, to think about, yeah. Just anything else, like um, the, the latest, I don't know, Range Rover or Land Cruiser or something comes out, you're just like, oh, that'd be good for my camping, right? Yeah. But it's like 80 grand. So you're thinking, how long will that take me to, to accumulate? How much time mm-hmm. will that give me? And then this is this is an interesting concept that I've kind of been thinking about for the last like year or two. People decide to actively decide to go into a 
debt of time. And that's debt in general. So think about money token as a time token. Yeah. People have uh, a deficit, which is called debt. So they, Scary thought. So they, they actually have given up some of their time before they've even spent it, which means mm. they're technically slaves. Yeah. Right? That's what debt is. Apart from uh, a mortgage, that doesn't count because that's good debt. Yeah. Right? So, um, and this is something that I've been like thinking about forever, but being able to do whatever I want now, like for, for my job, being a wedding photographer and a creator too, time is like... I don't know. It's almost non-existent. Yeah. And I'm having fun. And then when people say, hey, can you do this this for me? I'm like, is it fun for me? Like the products that we're talking about. Yeah. Is it something that I'm, that I'm already doing? Like these clothes, I'm already wearing them. Sweet. I'll make a video wearing it. Yeah. Whatever. But if it's something that doesn't align, you have that leverage. You have that freedom to go, oh, you want me to hold this? You want me to wear this watch in my... Um, whilst I make another vlog about me going up Bluff Knoll. I don't really wear that brand of watch. Yeah. Don't really need it, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think trying to, trying to really make sense of what I'm getting to here is firstly, do what you love and you do that. And then secondly, treat time as a token that's non-refundable. And if you're doing something for someone for money – Notice, note that that money is your time spent on it and then people waste that money. It's like yeah. they go out clubbing and stuff and they go out buying dumb shit. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I see you more as a minimalist, would you say? For sure. And yeah. then, and then you're, you have that abundance of money. You start to create that abundance of money and then from there that abundance of money gives you more freedom, more time to go, you know what? I can get through three months of being in lockdown because I've got that money saved Mm-hmm. that time saved to to keep doing whatever I'm doing. Yeah. So going forward with your creative stuff, because um, I don't like talking too much um, on one end, um, where do you see yourself in the next year or two? I just want to do what I'm doing, hey. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, keep um, growing my audience, yeah. building a relationship with my audience and and hopefully inspiring more people to – to do what we're doing, man. Just like follow their passion, basically. Yeah. Even if that's not necessarily doing exactly what I'm doing, just to follow what they love. How do you how do you go from because this is a question that people ask me. How do you, like they ask me how do I become a professional photographer and be able to afford to sustain a livable income? Yeah. How would you do that from what you're doing now? Because you say that you're able to do that now. Yeah. What's been the difference? For me, I mean, you're pretty right. I don't, I don't spend money, much money. And um, Tick. people ask, people ask me, how do I travel and and all the time and, and not work go to places not and, work, and not work quote, job. Quote. But when I travel, I basically spend nothing. Yeah, I'm just like driving to a place, camping for free or for, for basically or camping in your backyard cheap, or camping in my backyard when that's the only option. Because <laughs> you're in lockdown, you went camping in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. That's how crazy this guy is. I love it. Yeah, passion. Ruffled a few feathers of that one. But in terms of in terms of paying the bills, because you have a mortgage, right? No, you don't no, have a mortgage. Okay, no. so you don't have a mortgage. You pay rent. Yep, pay rent. Nice. So, yeah. so and this is where people would ask in in a in a forum, how do you afford the rent? Yeah. So basically, don't spend money on craft, like like you said. And, Tick. And uh, I mean, I, before I got into this, I worked. 
my butt off and I've saved my butt off and mm. my wife did as well. And so we've got a, we've got money behind us from those years. And, um, you know, I just worked on my passions on the side during those years while I was basically just figuring out what I wanted to do. I have no idea what I was saving for back when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Um, no one does. No one does, but I knew that that's not what I was going to do for the rest of my life. I knew I had passions and I had bigger things in mind. So we just saved our butts off and we're very smart with our money. And, um, it's given us that, us that, that freedom now. Yeah. And, um, even now, man, like I, I don't have much money. <laughs> yeah. I really don't, but, um, I value happiness. I value freedom so much more than a number in my bank account. And so, you know, looking forward, um, I've been lucky enough to get to the position I'm in now and, and hopefully, I'll be able to earn enough to kind of move forward over the next few years and do bigger and better things. But um, better, yeah. you know, even if I wasn't bringing in any money now, it's like I can still do a lot of what I'm doing without needing that much money. And um, for Travel me, hacks with Cam. Yeah, just yeah, – <laughs> yeah, man, travelling cheap and yeah. living cheap in general. Um, yeah. I could you do don't so, need to – You don't so need to – On so little. Yeah, you don't need a fancy – um, Nissa Patrol 2021. You don't, no. You don't need the, the top of the line um, tent yep. that has insulation and, and like a disco ball or whatever. Yeah, man, I've slept, I've slept on a mat on the beach, man, with nothing above me. Yeah, it's just, you know, just the stars. I think experience is so much more valuable than, than things. And, sure. And, and also experiences are much more valuable than having money in your bank account, in my opinion, like – People, people's, people, people that are good with money will often save a ton of money and then never, never do anything with it. Like, you know, if I've got money in the bank now, I want to live and do things, especially while yeah. I'm young and, and, and spend it um, building experiences and building my skills and, and um, building myself up now and we'll see what happens in the future. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's worked out because I've, I've invested in myself with the money I do have. Bought, um, you know, camera equipment. I'm slowly investing more and more in what I'm passionate about, and um, it's starting to pay off, which is awesome. That's awesome. It takes it takes bloody hard work as well. Yeah. Like people who look at me and they're like, "How do you travel full time, man? You live in the best life. You don't have to do anything. You just get to travel. How do you get money?" I'm like, "Man, I, you, you know how many hours you work behind the scenes? Yeah. And, oh man. And even with both of us, you know, we've got an audience and we share a lot of what we do. It's not even it doesn't even scratch the surface of the the hours you put in behind yeah, the scenes legit. and editing start to videos delegate. and photos. I started to delegate as well. Actually, yeah. I don't have to even time for all the social media that I have. Yeah, it gets gets overwhelming. But it's the secret. It's you need to cast your net out everywhere. Yeah, even Snapchat. I've maxed out my Snapchat friends yeah, at well, five thousand. I haven't touched Snapchat yet. <laughs> and it's 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 a good one. Is it? But. It's it's for the like the people that follow you on there. It's for the early birds. Like yeah. you tell that audience saying, "Hey guys, I'm about to release this in two minutes. Jump on it." Yeah, um, cool. Or in thirty minutes, you have a guaranteed thousand or so people going. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm going to be first, right? Yeah. Sense nice. of urgency. But with you, um, if I can make a suggestion, yeah. Um, in terms of your what you're doing here now, you you seem pretty stoked. So you don't really need this. And in terms of what I would invest if I was in your shoes would be business education. So learning how to be a better businessman because you can be a good photographer, you can be a great adventurer and storyteller, but if you don't have the right business sense behind you, it can kind of go stagnant really quickly. Yeah, Um, for sure. And it it could just naturally grow anyway because, you know, if you do it, if you build it, they will come eventually. Um, But in business world, 
if you were to, you wouldn't say no to a large sum of money for you to do what you do. But the business side of it is knowing how to hustle that money um, because if you got offered 50 grand to do a promotional tour of, to go to Karajini or whatever, in a specific vehicle or whatever, just as an example, you'd, you'd say yes because it's still doing what you do and yeah. using your skills for you. But being able to get that quote, get that you know job, yeah. that's where the business side comes in. You know, like I've done a fair few big, big jobs un- behind the scenes for companies I haven't told anyone about because it's like, it's for them, it's not for me. Yeah. So sometimes I do do things where they're not hiring me as an influencer, they're hiring me just as a creator yeah, yeah. for their brand. Um, but I do want to do more things where I'm like enjoying it because mm-hmm. the things that I do um, behind the scenes that I don't talk about are a lot of the times I don't enjoy them because but I still get to use my talents for them so there's somewhat of a yeah. flexibility but now I'm like on the road to go you know what I don't want to do this you pay me this much or I can't be bothered yeah and they still pay and I'm like <laughs> wow but that's the reality I've created for myself to be able to not care yeah. about money to be like okay I'm, I'm not going to do it They're like, please do it okay this is my figure they're like yep I'm like Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's, surprise yourself sometimes. <laughs> you know, but then that just yeah. comes down to the theory of if you do what you do best and you enjoy it and you just do it, the money will become a byproduct. It will become come at abundance. Yeah. And then the, f- the strange thing is it won't matter. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I would probably want to have an abundance of money for when I can travel around the world is business class because of my height. That's it. Like, yeah. not, and not to flex that I'm in a pod on my own with leg room, <laughs> but just to flex, pure, pure literally flex, <laughs> literally flex my <laughs> limbs yeah, yeah. and being able to sleep without some um, kid crying next to me. Not that I'm matter. Not that, that that's a problem. It's yeah. it's just I'm not built for planes. Bro, I get I get right? all cramped up in yeah. a seat. I can't imagine. Yeah, <laughs> just to deal with so some of those tiny. It's just like improving the quality of my yeah. life, right? And that's probably the only thing. That and I'd probably never drive again. I don't mind driving. I don't hate driving. Yeah. But I think that if I was to buy a $100,000 car, right, for example, think about all the maintenance, insurance and all the shit, I would just pay $30 to $40 for an Uber to get everywhere. And that wouldn't even near the amount of times I'd drive that car to warrant a hundred grand in a year. Or in a couple of years. I don't even know the maths, but I couldn't imagine it would be anywhere yeah, near that. for sure. Not like, to mention the productivity you get from exactly. being in the backseat. Like when right. I lived in Tokyo, we didn't have a car. We just used the trains. Yeah. And I found that, you know, my hour commute on the train was, I was like, Content man, creating. You yeah, can edit I can, stuff. I can even, even just responding to messages or emails yeah. and editing photos and yeah. posting stuff. I'm like, man, this is insane. Exactly. I would usually be driving and not being able to do literally anything. That's why I love how you record your podcast while you're driving. I'm like, man, that's like yeah. super efficient yeah. use of time. Yeah, I'm not distracted I want, either. I need to find something I can do while I'm driving. It exactly. has to be audio based, obviously. Why don't you do that? Just get a yeah. little mic. See, I've got the little mic here. Yeah, that and you get a lapel mic too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I am actually obsessed with that idea too. And I understand how the wealthy have drivers yeah. because they can check all their emails and stuff because yeah. it's that time. Like your commute, like when someone catch, yeah. what says, hey, Sev, can we catch up? And I'm like, oh, can we 
can we have a middle ground? They're like, yeah. oh, you haven't been to my place in ages. Come have a look. Come check out the house. I'm like, it's a big commitment sometimes. Isn't it, it is. It's like you live Some 50 that. minutes away. <laughs> yeah, that's that's almost two hour turnaround mm-hmm. plus the time we hang out. You know, it. I come. I I feel like a dick saying it, but I'm I'm calculating how much time I'm actually spending in that yeah. place to actually go. I get it, man. Yeah. Right. So now you know. Every time I drive, I'm I'm talking. Mm-hmm. I feel weird talking to myself, but it people like it, so I'm like, cool. Yeah. Warrants it. But yeah, just going back to the whole and making sure that you are super efficient with all the time that you have. Yeah, we all have our flaws. My flaw is I get distracted by things. Like I'd rather be doing TikToks than editing wedding photos, for example. Mm-hmm. But then that's me realizing, okay, maybe weddings aren't the be or end all for me long term. Mm-hmm. What whatever distracts you the most is what you should do Absolutely. For, your, for your life. That's why it's important to dip your toes in a bunch right. of things because you can you get that contrast. You're yeah. like, man, I'm looking forward to doing this thing. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. not so much this thing. And there's a few little pivot. things like yeah. like Sabine's asking me, we should go around Australia or we should like drive up north and stuff. Yeah, the commute for me is not the best part. <laughs> no, like I love the whole analogy of it's not the destination, it's the journey. I get that. Mm-hmm. But for me, the most inconvenient things are just driving on the road just in the same spot. Dude, it's, I hate it. It sucks. I just want to get to Karajini. I just want to get to Bluff Knoll. Getting to the base of Bluff Knoll and climbing that, that's fine. Yeah. But like the same the thing. Trip, yeah. Oh, my God. Because I do a lot of solo stuff as yeah. well, man. Like I'm on that boat. I can't stand driving. Yeah. I have to. If I'm driving to Albany, it's five hours. Yeah. I'll stop every 45 minutes. Right. And walk around exactly. or in a town. and like, It's good for your health too because you shouldn't around. sit for that long. Speaking yeah. of, we've been here for like 40 minutes. But um, <laughs> And and then the, the whole plane trip, right? I love – I actually love flying. Yeah. Obviously, I've mentioned the business class thing, so that'll make it easier. And then, you know, having Wi-Fi and all that shit. I don't mind the eight hours if I'm comfortable. Yeah. If I'm not having to actually do anything because I can sleep, I can mm-hmm. read a book, I can unwind and actually be like, okay, Wi-Fi is down, great. Yeah. Good. That's good for me. Yeah. I love I love transit as well. I love stopping over in Taiwan, hell randomly, and like, okay, where's the nearest food place? Let's try there. It's an adventure, yeah. Even though it's the airport food and airport food You're in another shit. country, though. Like, this yeah. is cool. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to uh, – stopped over in Japan. Mm. Like, it, I haven't even been to Japan. And I remember looking out the plane, I saw Mount Fuji for the first time. And I was Pretty like cool, – eh? And it was peeking through the clouds. Mm. I think I got a photo somewhere. There's like the wing of the plane, the clouds, and the mountain. I'm like, so that's good. sick. And then as soon as I jumped uh, off the plane in Japan, firstly, this was 2000 and. 17 or 18 or something like that or just no around when pokemon go was still popular okay and i was like i've got to get me a far-fetched pokemon because yep. it was like a specific geo pokemon you can only get in Mate, japan I, I actually remember i did the same thing right because me and my wife visited japan a year before we moved there yeah and i was real into pokemon go <laughs> and i remember spending one night i'm like karis i'm gonna leave the hotel room tonight <laughs> and i'm gonna find a far-fetched i'm sorry i was out for like three hours and i got one <laughs> It's epic, bro. Man, the, the airport was littered with them. I was oh, like, was what it? the fuck? <laughs> yeah, sick. And then I remember I got to America. I was like, okay, I've got to get the Taurus and then whatever other Pokemons there were. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, I remember I got out and then I went and got some sushi. Yeah. And I was just like, this is this is better than than back home, but it's not as good as I thought it would be. But then mm. I was like, it's airport, airport, airport food. food. Yeah. So expensive. But um, I love transit. <laughs> 
I love the whole, like I know Singapore airport back to front. Yeah. I can walk around there with my eyes closed. Um, but yeah, I, I love getting to it. Like, oh, when I went to California, mm. I've, been, I've been there twice and, and, and drove and got a, a, light, a car and we drove around. The second time with, um, with Sabine, oh, it was bliss. We went through the countryside. We went through like, um, we went through Yosemite. <sighs> Right. I don't want to go to America Dude. very much, but California. Oh, man. Yosemite. Yosemite and was. Like Tahoe and, man, some of the places there. Yeah. I, I literally would just go to there and Oregon because that's where all the waterfalls are. Yeah. And maybe maybe more of the the, the Utahs and the, yeah. the Arizonas or like the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty gangster. It's, we went, I remember we went from Vegas because um, that's where we stayed. And we drove from 4.30 in the morning, can relate, right, mm-hmm. for I think it was like four hours, five hours straight to get to Arizona to make it to the place by midday or, or early afternoon. Yeah. And we got there, we hung around for a bit, we had food, and then the afternoon the sky burned for for the Grand Canyon. Wow. And then that night we drove back like almost in the middle of the night. And we saw the light pollution from Vegas. It was something else. Wow. Like from 100 kilometers away. It was like a whole day of driving just to see the Grand Canyon. It was worth it. But, man, I, I reckon next time I'll definitely invest in a in a $400 helicopter ride. Cause it, I've heard they're amazing. No time at all to get there. But you only get to, like, hang around at the Grand Canyon for, like, half yeah. an hour. Uh, we kind of drove – because you can kind of drive around it. And it was snowing, like it was in winter time over there. Wow. Oh, and you just like pull over to the side of the road and you see like you just anywhere and it's a good vista point. You're just like, oh. That's cool, man. What a time. Yeah, I'd, but I'd, yeah I'd love to see it. That's, that's what I want to spend my money on. I want to spend my money on that experience. Yeah, same. And then the culture of the food. And then that's it. I Like the last three or four times I went overseas, I think I barely bought a single materialistic thing back with me. Maybe something to do with my favorite hockey team. Maybe oh, when we went to Japan, I bought some cool chopsticks. Yeah. Never used them before, but I was You've like, got yeah. And I always get like a magnet for the fridge, but it has to be a bottle opener because it's yeah. practical. Yeah. You know, it's got like 30 bottle openers on the fridge do, now. I <laughs> do, legit, legit, legit. But um, next time in Japan, it'll be, I want to go to the sumos and watch the sumo wrestling. Yeah. Um, like just get lost in Tokyo. Just yeah, who cares? Unreal, just anywhere. Go through um, that intersection, whatever it's Shibuya, called. Shibuya, yeah. Shibuya, yeah, that one. Yeah. And then go on the bullet train and just go mm-hmm. somewhere. Just go somewhere, man. Just go yeah, somewhere. We did that as well. It was insane. Yeah. And yeah, then having wow. that abundance of money from doing what you love and then going to a place and not looking at the bill mm-hmm. because you're just focused on the experience and yep. you don't get to miss out on the experience because you can't afford it. Yeah. It's gangster. It's oh, yeah. I mean, I, you can you can have you know you can you can have insane experiences as well without oh, of even course, having so of much course. money. Like yeah, it's, just, it's accessible for most people. It is. It, it is. is. It's crazy. And if you can hustle with your um, leverage of social media, you can yeah, get well, the that's, that's the expensive enough. stuff for free too. Yeah, that's so. That's the goal. That I'd, is. I want to travel the world. Like yeah, you know, I've got so many so many places I want to yeah. go, and so um, you know, just using this time to. Yeah, build up an audience and hopefully leverage that when I when I do That's get it. to go, man. Oh, leveraging sick. the audience for sure. Yeah, but going back to the stuff that you don't have to have a, a lot of money to experience for. 
the way to accomplish that is to get out there and actually talk to people yeah. and see the world as it is mm-hmm. and just go go for a walk. Like a couple of stories that I could remember, most of them are America, again, because I remember I did a solo trip in 2018. I just needed to get it out of my system because I'd just gotten out of a five-year relationship yeah. and met Sabine. We were together for about a year but I wanted to travel by myself. Mm-hmm. We'd been to Holland twice because that's where she's from. Yep. Amazing place. That's one of the other top three places I really want to go. Wow. And then, yeah, I went to do my America trip solo. And I think I literally spent less than five grand for the two weeks I was there, wow. including flights yeah, so, and, and accommodation and everything. I just made the most of everywhere I went. yeah, And because I was really, really into street photography then. I literally just wanted to go to every spot in America and yeah. just take photos. I think I was. I remember when you were doing that. I think yeah, following you back then. And the photo, wherever I went to f- to take photos, people would come up to me and talk to me, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, I'm somewhere with them, hanging out with them, and they're awesome. like yeah. their house or something. Or I remember one night in San Francisco, it was like two thirty in the morning. It was like a Saturday night. And it was, a, it was a wet season. Well, it wasn't wet season, but it rained that night. And I went and took photos of the um, that street, that zigzag street. Um, I forget what it's called. Oh, I know what it's called. I should know it. Anyway, I'd set up my tripod on top of this ledge. Yeah. I never like a, I was trying to find a perspective I'd never seen before. Yeah. Found one. My height helps. Yeah. And I'd just wait for like a – a car to go down and just do the long exposure that that i remember that photo went viral if we had reels back then would have done well yeah wow but then i walked back and kind of passed the the bars um and i that previously that day because i was collecting photos of dogs like dog photos and one lady i said hey can i take a photo of your um labradoodle took a photo of the labradoodle and she said thank you she's like where's your accent from australia la 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 and then, and then that night I bumped into her and she's like, hey, hey, you're that guy that took a photo no, of my no dog. Way. Hey, uh, come in here. Uh, let, let's, let's have a drink. Let's have a chat. Yeah. And I'm like, sick, let's do it. You know? Yeah. Like, just like that. That's crazy. Those are the things that you just, remember and you tell yeah. stories about, right? Those Those are the best experiences. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I remember like on um, one of my favorite, favorite travel stories is um, – when chat roulette was a th- like when first came out in 2010 mm. chat roulette for anyone that doesn't know is you hop online and uh, there's this chat chat site you just press refresh and you just get paired up with someone else on the website yes, i've been there yeah um, most of them are dicks literally so you've been <laughs> I've warned i've been there too yeah you've been warned <laughs> You're yeah. one of the dicks? No, no, I've been on the, <laughs> the viewing side of that. Yeah. yeah. So I remember one time when I first started using it, I was just I was just a I was just being silly. Yeah. And I was like, okay, next person that I get, I'll, I'll be serious. And there was this girl called Haley. I remember her name. And we we started chatting. I was 20, 20, 19 or 20. And she yeah. was 17, I think, 17 or 18, like borderline. Like, I mean, that at back then you're like two, three years apart. It's not bad. But yeah, I was yeah. just running a pen pal. Yeah. I had her on Facebook. We started talking. And then a year later, I was going to America for the first time for a footy trip. Okay. And this is what kind of separates me from like the, the, the uh, um, casual, no, the typical footy guy. 
we got there, we went to Vegas, started drinking, you know, all that heavy shit. And I would just, by the time we got to San Diego, I was stuffed. I was like, I'm, this isn't me. Yeah. This never was me. It still never is me. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to San Francisco for three days on my own. Just fuck it. Just what, during the trip? During the trip. Yeah, I left the boys. I left them the and boys. just went. But I was only 20. So the stuff that they were doing required a lot of like ID checks. I didn't have one. Uh, so, okay, yeah. And they kind of understood. So I just spontaneously purchased a ticket to San Fran. Never been to San Fran before. Always Please. wanted to visit. That's epic. Got there and Haley. Like she asked her grandparents if if um, I could stay with them. No way. She came. It was a forty minute trip. I remember on the train. It's called the BART, the B A R T train system in San Fran. She came. I was I was at the San Francisco airport waiting, and I was like, I'm getting stitched up here. It's either this or some big like forty year old dudes about to take me in. <laughs> oh yeah, true. I'm gonna get kidnapped. I was like catfished. I'm hoping. Yeah, and I was I was I was getting a bit nervous. Anyway, she rocks up, and the funny thing is, she's like five foot, like three, yeah, tiny, wow. and um, she's pretty cute too. Anyway, and um, so she comes in, and we like get on the train together, and yeah, we just chat. And I'm like, okay, so far so good. Hope it's not like a re- like a lure. I hope she's just not a lure. I can still be catfished here. Anyway, we get into um, Berkeley because she lives in Berkeley, which is um, on the other side of the um, San Francisco. Side, it's like yeah. the north end. And uh, yeah, her grandparents picked us up. We went to the house. It was like the g- most gorgeous scene out of every kid, American kid movie. You yeah, know, when they're like uh, riding bikes and playing baseball in yeah. the street. And there's like a creek. So true. And there's like a creek <laughs> yeah. in the vet, like next to wow, them. Yeah. And they like run into the woods and they have like cubby houses and there's a river and shit. That. Yeah, sick. And I was like, wow. All because of snap, uh, chat roulette, chat roulette a year year prior. So Crazy. she she showed me around her neighbourhood. Um, her grandparents were so accommodating. We went to Muir Woods for the first time, and that's the third place that I would return back to. Muir Woods really is like gorgeous. It's just you you have to cross the bridge, Golden Gate Bridge to the north end, and then you have to drive a little bit into the woods. Oh. I hope it hasn't burned down because I had a huge fire there last year. But um, my goodness, the places they showed me, we went everywhere. Wow. And those – that – and I didn't pay a single cent to stay in San Francisco for those three days. And that's what you remember. They drove me around. They fed me. They gave me all these places to look at all for free. Yeah, man. I love it. I and love hearing that kind of the stuff. The best thing was I got to see that what tourists don't see. Yeah. I got a local local showing me the ropes. Yeah. Right. And I was like, this is cool. I want more of this. Mm. And you know, and that's why you talk to people online. Yeah. That's like the benefit of actually going online and, and you know, interacting with people on Instagram saying, Hey, where are you from? Right. Another one I had was um, his name's Alex. Um, he's a Chicago um, boy. He's moved to LA recently and I hit him up on Instagram like a few years before the 2018 solo trip, maybe, maybe a year before. And I was like, Hey Alex, I'm heading to Chicago. I'd love to like, you know, catch up and show me the ropes. And he was still in corporate at the time working as a, I think it was an accountant or some sort of something to do with finance. And uh, I remember we went out one night and we climbed a 
building that was still under construction, one of those skyscraper nice. kind of things. Yeah. Totally illegal. Mm-hmm. Probably not a good idea, but we got away with it. And yeah, we, he showed me around the city and we took some sick photos. And um, we went back there later on and, and saw it. I was like, wow, that's the building I climbed when yeah, it was under cool. construction. And then I remember one conversation we had after, because it was the middle of the night, went to a 24-hour subway and we had subway and we were chatting and he was telling me how he's going to quit his finance job and just go full-time creator. And now he's he like, he's worked with like Microsoft, Xbox. He's crazy. Man. I, I pretty much work with everybody. He, Adobe. Wow. He's worked with them and he's killing it now. Yeah. And, you know, that's – and I know him because I, like, reached out to him saying, hey, I like your stuff. It's a simple message. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, the people that are, have got, I've got a lot more followers, probably harder to reach because they probably get a, a heap of those. Yeah. But, um, man, there's so many people out there who, who aren't even on Instagram who could probably mm-hmm. show you the entire world and they would do it because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just, man, getting yeah, knowing locals in a yeah. in a location, it's like because you can go somewhere and do all the touristy mm. things, and you'll never be able to find all these local spots or these local yeah. things, or you have to dig real deep. Is to it find really them. the best fish and chips in San Fran? Or yeah, is yeah, that just only, a there's only some people who know tourist hotspot? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, we had we had a yeah. My wife worked with a um a girl in Tokyo and became real good friends with her, and um she eventually invited her us out to her um, her family home with her parents and her whole family and it was a few hours out of Tokyo in like a little country seaside town. It was it was unreal and they invited us there for the, I think it was the Japanese New Year or something called some Japanese holiday. And yeah, man, it was like the same thing, man. We just got to experience what it's like to live as a local in a, like a little village out in Tokyo. Yes. They showed us all the spots and they knew all the secret spots on the hills and the mountains and we went exploring and... Um, we you know had all the real traditional food that they eat on that holiday in their home and cost us nothing, man. It was like that's one of the coolest things I did in Japan. Yeah. I did I did all the big touristy things while we lived there, but that's like one of the most memorable parts. So, yeah, um, that's my favorite thing yeah, as well. So good, man. Like everybody goes to those touristy spots to get that touristy photo that everybody takes for Instagram. Yeah, but then you meet a local who shows you something that no one's. No one's been on before. Yeah. Like, and you take that photo and then everyone's like, oh my God, where's that? And yeah, like, you stand out. You have to know the locals, right? Yeah. It's like knowing the locals in Hawaii for Stairway to Heaven. I know I took the piss out of that on my, on that Google Earth yeah, thing. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, but I've always wanted to go there, but it's locked. Yeah, it's, you're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to go there unless you know locals that know how to, you have yeah, to walk know. through like the nights in the middle of the night to avoid okay. security. It's on the bucket list. I'd love to do it. I yeah. follow one guy who did it recently. I'm like, yeah. that looks cool. That, that looks that really would cool. Be, <laughs> that would be dope. And yeah. I would I would even just save money if in case I got fined. I'm like, you know what? Worth it. Worth it. Yeah. That the one time. Man. Yeah. Just to say you did it. Because I think like 10, 20 years time, a lot of this stuff will become less accessible. For sure. And Yeah, for sure. I feel sorry for Gen Z and Gen Alpha because they're just going to – so many restrictions and laws and mm-hmm. uh, I just have to watch our videos. I have to watch our videos, <laughs> live vicariously. But yeah. by that time we'll have um cameras that we'll create. We'll probably already do. Like, you know, the three sixty camera? Yeah, yeah. Like, as you walk. Because you can kind of you can do it with Google Earth, right? You're yeah. in you're in the Google car and you can like three sixty around it through your computer and you can screen. just yeah. yeah. 
It'll be VR in you 10 You can't years. smell it. And you can't feel it. Probably will be smells in 10 years. Yeah. They? They'll <laughs> Through your headset some or something like that. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. But that's not something I would ever want to really do. I just no. don't see that. I don't see the point in becoming so digital you kind of lose sense in couple of your senses you yeah. don't need smell you don't need that's what I'm, that's what I'm worried about man Why? going forward like I feel like it's that'll be the normal thing yeah and then like going out into the real world will be like this rare thing that yeah it'll be a luxury be like oh my gosh you actually went out to the mountain I've been just looking in my bedroom whatever like that's gonna be a reality one day yeah. it'll at least be an option so see how society goes but yeah I mean yeah Hopefully, and that's if that is an option, I want to make sure I have the money to do that still. Yeah. You know, because like Singapore, for example, they have owning a car is luxury over mm-hmm. there. For something like a Toyota, Toyota Camry, for example, use your car as an example, it would cost $90,000 to, to buy and own. Wow. And and the the purchase of the car is not the expensive part. The owning of it, the registration mm-hmm. is worth more than the car. Right. And you're only allowed to you're not allowed to have a, a car that's older than ten years. So by the time it hits like eight years, you either want to sell it for scrap or you're gonna have to take the uh, L on it. Jeez. Right? Like that's pretty crazy. My Tig one, what's it, two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, bought it for seven grand. Um, very, very big contrast to my first purchase of my car. And I wish my I wish I knew this uh, at the start. I talk about this all the time. Don't get a car loan ever. I bought a VESS Commodore and it was like demo. So it's pretty much brand new. I don't remember the cost of it. I think it was in like mid 20s, early 30, 30,000. Got a loan, did you? And the loan made it like almost double and I was paying it off for eight years and I was like, never again. Yeah. Never again. And even like the thought of a house loan, the mortgage thing, even though it gets more valuable over time, whereas car depreciates. I just really want to buy it with cash. Yeah. That's literally... The idea of being in debt to me is pretty crazy. I hate it. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, but my Tiguan, it it wouldn't be a legal car in Singapore right now. Yeah. But the transport there is so good. Mm. Like buses are every 15 minutes or so. so I feel like you need the taxis it. are cheap. Apparently yeah. the taxis are cheap. And, yeah, you get somewhere and it's pretty easy, it's pretty safe, you know? Like, And then with Tesla and all that stuff happening with um, all the electric cars, I feel like in 10 years' time, even less, the insurance premium would go so high up with cars here that we'd be forced to not drive and be electric. I'm, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I just said before, Uber cars are um, being in Ubers, sweet. Yeah. Good for them. They'll be self-driving Ubers in no time, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think I, I, I saw this video one time where if they're all self-driving, they actually can go faster because they have sensors and stuff that can calculate. If all the cars are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah of it's actually 100 times safer. Yeah. If, you know, if it's you know? in that case, yeah. So, and then, yeah, just go in your little pod, and, you know, little room. Do your thing. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah. What's your... Uh, What's your place, one place that you've never been to that you really want to go? It's overseas. Yeah, I haven't been to many places overseas. Yeah. Um, kind of really got into this whole travel and exploring thing Yeah. Uh, during COVID. So um, I have a lot of places I want to go that I haven't been. Um, my top place is Iceland. Yes. Um, just Why Iceland? Man, the landscapes, the, the waterfalls, the glaciers, the 
mountain. Dude, I've never seen – I've only seen Instagram stuff, but I've never seen a place have that many good photos of it. Like, that place looks insane. Yeah. Um, and in summer, there's, like, all these crazy waterfalls and rivers flowing, and in winter, it's all, like, frozen over, and it just looks super cool. And Iceland is number one for me, man. So I've, I've, I've got a few guys that – are in the same boat as me. We're gonna nice. hopefully plan a trip as soon as we Iceland can. Iceland trip, yeah, man. Sick. Pretty expensive to get over there. Yeah. it's like an island. In can the imagine middle of Whoop but um, that's that's top spot for me. And Aurora Borealis, yeah, yeah, Northern Lights. That'd be pretty cool as well. Um, have you seen those igloos that they do? No, you can hire an out like this this igloo. It's not it's not literally made of ice. It's like proper constructed, and you okay. that, that can be a it's like a like a unit, like a like little your accommodation. room. Yeah, yeah accommodation. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> my mate, my mate went there and he proposed to his now wife down there, up there. Yeah, yeah. up there, and and it was Northern Lights and stuff. And I was like, <sighs> damn, you'd have to be a bitch to say no. That. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. But yeah, for me, cool. for me, yeah, Japan, Holland. I really want to live in Holland because yeah, cool. everybody rides a bike there. I mean, mm-hmm. there's cars, but the smell is a lot fresher, mm-hmm. and Oh, the food, like anywhere where the food is. I don't feel like Australia has that much of a culture with food. Oh, really? It's no. borrowed. Like the whole barbecue thing, it's like that's <laughs> English slash American, yeah. you know, which is fine. Yeah. Not shitting on, on that, but I always prefer Asian cuisine. I always mm-hmm. prefer Russian cuisine. If you ever try, if you ever get a chance to try Russian cuisine. I don't think I've ever had a Russian meal before. It's amazing. It's unbiased as fuck, but yeah, it's so good. Yeah, cool. And then European, oh, anywhere in Europe, Mm -hmm. any country, any any of that food, it's just like. There's a lot of history there. So much history. Like, and cheeses as well. Like the, 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 the. My wife loves the the cheese. Dutch cheese is some of the best cheese I've had. Mm. Um, but yeah, so whilst we're in lockdown or whilst we're constricted to, uh, our own backyard, mm. we can play around, we can get, improve our skills with our photography, videography, improve our account following. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the world opens up, it's whoever has his or her hand up the most will get, will get the gigs. Yeah, man. Like. Like my friend Alex was telling you about, he's traveling all over America right now doing jobs and he got a combi and awesome. creating little shoots and stuff. And I'm just like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. So here is the place to be. Like as uh, Western Australia has got the strongest economy in the world. Pretty lucky to be um, here, man. You know, because we're open. That and because iron ore. Mining, oil, yes. you know, the mining. Props um, us up a bit. But. You know, people say, oh, we've got the best economy. I'm like, yeah, but iron ore, you know, that's, we didn't have that. We'd be, you know, but still. Mm, we do have it, so we're good. <laughs> we do have it. Yeah. So, you know, that's our, that's our luck. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I want to go to Broome as well. I've never been to Broome. I haven't actually been to Broome either. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done a lot north. So that's. Caratha and all those stuff. Yeah. 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 And uh, what is your favourite place to go within 50 kilometres of Perth? 50 k's. Uh, my favourite place in Perth is Bells Rapids. Bells Rapids, You've yeah. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah. I love that place, man. So good, especially in winter. And um, I was there I was there three times this week. Um, <laughs> I'm always there. How close are you? you I'm, like, like... I'm about 20 minutes from it. Oh, so there you go. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I had the bushfires recently, so it was pretty... 
Pretty naked. Pretty naked, but it's all coming green again now yeah. with the rain. Especially the with the rain. flowing and, man, I love that place. It's so beautiful. So yeah. beautiful. Um, that's Yeah, that's probably my favourite place in Perth. Um, any kind of trail out in the hills yeah. in John Forrest National Park and uh, Serpentine, yeah. all the waterfalls. Serpentine, yeah. Some cool spots. If someone was to um, pursue a career or, or a path or a journey into similar to what you're doing, mm. what would you recommend to them? I would recommend to to get out and do things all the time. Like if you're really passionate about it, that's what I, I sometimes question myself if I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered going out hiking today. But um, if when I, when I really think about it, like I love this and like even when it's not convenient, it's like that's what I want to do. And so I feel like if you're really passionate about it, just get out and, and, ex- and explore and, and go places as much as you can. Um, I like to just go out for sunrise like almost every day, you know, somewhere in the hills or, or on You're the beach. You're an early riser, I love it. Yeah, man, and just just experience that first thing in the day. Um, yeah. And if you want to be, like, if you want to do, do content creation, which I, I have so many people message me saying they would love to create content, you've got you've to just start creating content. Like, I started with best my, way? I started with my phone, you know, even on YouTube. All my YouTube videos besides the last month were on my iPhone. He's upgraded. All my phones. Last yeah. month, I've finally upgraded, but um, you can do so much with phones these days. Yeah, you don't even have to upgrade. Like, yeah. you, you do what you can, and as long as you enjoy it, because people will see that. Yeah. People are like, man, he really loves what he's doing. I'm going to follow him because he vibes. That's it. It's, like, it's yeah. about the passion that you have. And with things like TikTok and Reels now, you can just whip out your phone, you know, film your hike that you do, your little adventure, and put together a cool little video with some cool music. And yeah. you can actually get views. Like, you know, you can get people eyes on you and if you're really digging what you do yeah i get a lot of comments saying like like i watch you because you're passionate about what you do you exactly. go to cool places that's why i watch you i love the passion you're authentic that you have. yeah yeah so be authentic just just be you and yeah. um it's a learning process hey especially doing content creation so just just do it repetition right taking so much crap i've made so many crap videos i still <laughs> i still do but like you're still gonna make crap videos i make crap videos yeah, every exactly, day exactly my mm. some of my tiktok stuff i just do it because it's like in the moment i'm like yeah that's funny i'm gonna document that yeah but i'm not gonna sit around and go okay i need to curate the best thing yeah and just put about, it out there because you know? yeah. i my theory to this is the one percent of one percent is all you need so looking that Looking at that mathematically, if you have 10,000 people watch your content, 1% of 10,000 is 100 people. Yeah. Right? 1% of 100 people is one person. So the 1% of 1%. If that one person is the right person to watch your content, to follow you, to then help them with their life, it's worth it. 100%. You do that over and over and over again. Um you're going to get to a, a point where the 1% of 1% will see your content and he, he or she will be the right person to go, I'm going to hire this guy to mm. for my brand or company yep. to promote it, to showcase it because I love yeah. his vibe. That's 100%. And that's it. Without with people waiting to curate the best skit or the best, I don't know, idea because they want more people. Like... Sure, you can create a viral video that has millions of views, right? And that'll happen. But I feel like people expect that to be the first video. It's huh. not the case. For me, first viral video, firstly, I think I had, I uploaded 100 videos 
and no, sorry, I uploaded forty videos before I had a hundred followers on TikTok. Forty videos. People would give up after one video if they right. didn't people get. People do give up after yeah. one video. I get people asking me, Let, "Let's let's start a TikTok." I'm like, okay. They start a TikTok and they upload five videos and they get no views. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they get a thousand views. And like, Sick, I got a thousand views. And the next one, but they only got like five subscribers. Yeah. And then the next one goes down and they've got nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a patient game. And it's also you've got to you've got to enjoy it. You you're have to enjoy it. it, and you're only doing it for the views. When you Literally don't get any that. views, you're yep. not going to want yeah. to continue. But if you love what you do, mm. you're actually passionate about it. Yeah, and you are being genuine, then you're going to enjoy the process more than exactly. the end product and the clout. And it's the not going to matter. It's not going to matter. It's exactly not gonna right. Matter. And when I it mean, comes, it's just a yeah. added, added bonus. It was cool watching your your tic- uh, your Instagram followers go up. I was like, man, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And like for me, I don't think I've ever had really a viral moment on Instagram. Um, I mean, I had a bit of success the other week when I did that McDonald's thing that you came out to. Oh yeah, um, I got a few followers from that, but again, I just did it for fun. Yeah. Um. On on TikTok though, every probably once a month, maybe once every two months, I snag a viral video, and and it wasn't even on purpose. Yeah. It just happened. It's part of what you're doing. And then you get like shit ton of people following you, and then like right now I'm the chicken wing guy, right? Yeah. Everybody loves me for the chicken wings. I put out a chicken wing content. It does well. Yeah. Do I want to do that forever? Maybe not. But if it gets me around the world, why not? Yeah. If if they pay Get me to go around in every city in the world, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that. If that's the ticket, that's yeah, the ticket. Sure. But I see a lot of people jumping on the trends of being an adventurer, a photographer, a creator because they see the life that we live and they're like, "I want that." Yeah. And I'm like, well, there's a, like you said, there's a lot of behind the scenes hard work. And there's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of bullshit. Um, and when, when it starts to roll, it feels good, but when it starts to dip, you go, oh shit, is that it? Yeah. And then that's when you really know, that's when you really discover if you're in it for the right reasons. Because when people go, oh wow, I'm popular now. Cool. Yay. Uh, wait, where'd everybody go? Mm -hmm. What happened? And it can happen just like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you either, and I see a lot of people, I saw a lot of creators and popular TikTokers do this. They go back to the content that made them popular and they just keep doing that. But I can see in their eyes that they're miserable. Yeah. Because they, they're just doing something that got them, quote, famous. Mm-hmm. Um, or they um, do other stuff because it's, it's more interesting to them, but their audience doesn't like it. And they get stressed. Yeah. I'm like, well, why are you stressing about other people not liking or liking your content? And that goes back to like the original advice I give everybody myself. No matter what you do in this world, always keep a neutral attitude to your to the people that watch you. Don't get high on the on the the people on that, the that glorify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't get so upset about the haters. Yeah. If you're always in the middle. Gary, Gary V says this all yeah, the time. Yeah, I was going to say, Gary V vibes. Um, yeah, he's, he says that all the time. My mum taught me this years ago, mm-hmm. and then that's why I resonated with him so much. He said the exact same thing, and I was like, yes. Because I really never grew up with a dad. Yeah. And I see Gary as my father figure or something, but it's cool to have that male perspective. Mm-hmm. Again, no disrespect to female perspectives. 
it's like a thing for me and it's my journey. Mm-hmm. But to hear it from him kind of lit up a fire. Awesome. And then now my mum is like, I'm giving the advice back to my mum because she's like kind of forgotten. Yeah. And she's inspired to do um, caricatures because she's an artist. Awesome. She doesn't want to teach anymore. She just wants to be a caricature drawer and just paint people. Yeah. She's been an artist forever and I'm like, do it. So anybody out there wants to do what they, they want to do, do it as long as it's fun, mm-hmm. right? As long as you enjoy it. You're not doing it for the money. You're not doing it for the fame. You're doing it because you enjoy it because if, if you do it for anything else, you'll get spat out um, and you'll, you'll, be, you'll be caught out. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the gravy train will end. These people, they, they win the lottery, right? And I'm not talking about the actual lottery. They win the clout lottery. Yeah. They go viral for something. Random viral video, yeah. And then all of a sudden they think they're the the bee's knees. And then it just goes away as quickly as it comes in and they're like, what the fuck? What happened? And they've wrapped their self-worth up in that yep. high point. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So to avoid that, you just do what you love and that's it. Just do what you love and that's it. If you were to call this episode something, what would you title it? What have we been talking about? Oh, geez. We've talked about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> The Adventures of Cam and Sev. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd love to go to Bluff Knoll with you. Still, man. I would, I would, you can take my cherry with that one. Yeah, man. You're a busy dude if you can find some time. June, July is cool. winter and it's a little bit chiller. So I'm keen. I'm super keen. I'm, I'm literally go down there every couple of weeks. I reckon, I reckon I the content we'll make. Like from that like separate perspective would be dope. We'll get like the we could do some the wireless mics and stuff. We don't want to overdo it with equipment because then it takes away the yeah the um experience. But it'd be cool. Yeah, it's it'd be dope. Let's figure something out, man. Yeah, I'm stoked with that. If you had one more thing to say to anyone about anything, any piece of advice, what would it be? We've talked about it a bit, but I think that yeah, happiness is the most important thing. Do you? Over- How do you know you're happy? I don't know, if, when you feel fulfilled, when you're at peace with what you're doing, when you wake up and you're excited to attack the day and, wow, I've got this, this happening today. Like some people, that's, that, that, that's their job and their, or their, their lifestyle. But I think that's when you wake up and you're excited for the day. And you, it's pretty obvious when you wake up and you're like, like I've got to do that today. That's, I don't think that's, that's the right way to live. I think you should be excited every day about what you're doing. And uh, something that yeah that feels fulfills you, makes your heart go you know this is the right path for me. Absolutely. And um, you should chase that man, chase that as much as you can. And like we've said today, it's 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 not easy most of the time. You know, it's not easy at all. Actually, it's it's probably chasing what you're passionate about is harder than you know working just a a job. So much harder. It's convenient. It's it's a lot harder. But is it worth it? But it's so worth it. Yeah, it's so worth it. Happiness is. And fulfillment is so worth it, yeah. But it comes, it comes with hard work. It comes with hard work and sacrifice and a bunch of other things. Um, but uh, some people would say, point. "How is it? How are you? How do you get gain happiness if you have to sacrifice something?" Yeah. How would you? How would you respond to that? Well, I think, I mean, there's, there's things that people prioritize that maybe are societal or they come from your parents yep. and. The things that maybe are ingrained in you that you think are important and maybe they're not really. And so sacrificing these things that 
that you haven't decided are important, but people have decided for you that they're important. It's having that self-awareness to go, okay, well, maybe that is something that doesn't need to be in my life. I can sacrifice that to chase what's going to actually make me happy. Yeah. And sure, that's really hard for a lot of people, I think, like especially. It's a lot of pressure. When you grow up and people that are your parents or your teachers and they have a massive impact on your life, your friends, your, your whoever, your spouse, your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, things can get ingrained in you and they just become a reality for you that you yeah. didn't necessarily decide yourself. And so <clears throat> those become big sacrifices. But Yeah. Those are the voices that are in your head yeah. when you get ingrained into, into those, oh, sure. into that society. Yeah. And it's that's where like we come back of, to. Of yeah. people are saying, right? It's not. That's where you go for that walk. Your, yep. Go for that walk and find yourself. Only listen to yourself. Mm. See what, what your heart says, man, what you're longing for. There you go. Yeah, man. Listen to yourself for what your heart longs for. Mm. Maybe that's the title. Hey, that's that's a good, a good title. It's a good one. Yeah, I click yeah. that. Easy. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in, Cam. How do we find you on your social media? What do we search up? Uh, my name's Cameron, but I go by Cam on Instagram, and my last name's Bostock. So Cam Bostock, no dots, no underscores. Um, yeah. I'll put it in the link. They'll find you. That, that's that's me. That's my name on everything. And I'm pretty much everywhere except for Snapchat. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, what is the next piece of content you're putting out? Ooh, I've got a big adventure coming up in two weeks down Ooh. the ranges. I'm doing the Sterling Ridge Walk. So it's a it's a big hike. It's about um, 30 kilometres, almost 3,000 metres again. One of the uh, most hectic heights in the state, if not the most hectic, and uh, definitely putting out a ton of content around that. Are you going to do a foot reveal at the end of this? A foot reveal? Yeah. It could be pretty gross. Yes, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got a few toenails missing at the moment from other stuff I've done recently. But um, no, that'll be really exciting doing it with some actual beastly athletes as well, some friends of mine. Um, so look forward to some cool videos coming out of that. Solid. Um, other than that, just, you know, photos and videos every day, hustling. Love Always it. Always posting stuff. <laughs> love it. Love it. Easy. Cool, Thanks man. for coming in, mate. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Everybody at home, thanks for tuning in. As always, um, if you want to hit up uh, any of us and talk about the conversation that we just had, there's always uh, the Instagram. Uh, hit up Cam. Um, again, Anytime. it's on the dis- description. Uh, hit him up and ask him a few questions. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, continuing this uh, discussion about passion, fulfillment, um, self-awareness, happiness, all of the above. Um, as we progress through our lives, um, thanks for tuning in. Le- please let us know how you thought, what you thought of the episode or the general conversations that I'm having um, all around. Leave a dis- uh, leave a review, five star review preferably, but you know, <laughs> be honest on the iTunes. And uh, if you're not subscribed yet, um, this will be uh, one of the top podcasts in the world um, in years to come. So get on board now so you can flex to your friends that you're an early adopter as always good thanks